0: And you won't believe what he said to me. Your coworker again? Yeah, girl. Wow. So what'd you do? Well, I told him to- Wait, say what? Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of Wait, Say What? I am your host, Jordan Blanson, and I have with me today, Elisa Blanson, my mom.
1: Hi, Mom. (laughs) Hi, Jordan. (laughs) So the Wait,
0: Say What episodes with my mom are going to be called, cutely, Mama Say What episodes. And the idea for Wait, Say What episodes came when my mother and I were on the phone talking about work, talking about corporate politics, talking about workplace scenarios. Mom, how would you do this? These are some of the issues that I'm encountering. And We've had amazing dialogue and back and forth and after one of these chats, I wondered who do other people go to for advice about work? I know personally, if I asked some of my friends for workplace advice, their advice would get me fired. So our thought was that the conversations that we share with one another would be really great advice for all sorts of people. And that's really why we want to have these conversations today. That's not to say, though, that all Wait Say What episodes will be about work. I'll have different guest speakers, and on those episodes, we'll be covering different topics. But for today's topic, we want to cover working while Black in a pandemic. To get us kicked off, I'll turn it over to my mom for a brief introduction about what she does. So, you're a manager. How many people do you manage, Mom? How long have you been doing managing stuff?
1: Hi, Jordan. I'm Alisa. Nice to meet you. (laughs) Well, I am very lucky now in that um, right now I have a staff of six and just hired a seventh um, that are, you know, directly report to me now Um, in an organization that's about a 35,000 people organization. I mean, so we um, are the workforce development office, and um, we're at the headquarters level for our organization. So basically we're looking at all of the other agencies, ensuring that we're standardized um, across and offering additional opportunities and helping to develop um, additional opportunities, not necessarily just the people. Um, So we're yeah, a lot into programs and so forth. Um, And so um, with that in mind, I've been in management with the Air Force for a long time, hmm. I don't know, <laughs> 15, 17 years, um, it's been a long time and private sector many years, you know, before that. And I so-
0: the last team was huge too, right? You had, you had a bunch of people you were managing on your-
1: The lab. last team was 17 to 18 at any given time. And um, again, an office with program managers and that office, we managed probably 35, 40 different programs. Um, yeah. So we weren't just a, a workforce development where right now, at least we're able to focus and specialize on force development. Everything ties in there.
0: Right.
1: That was an operations office. And so we had Everything that was involved in, um, in an operation, from right. security to employee recognition, I mean, to protocol service. I mean, it, it was a big, broad spectrum. Right. Yeah. Right. And so this job. feels really good to be in an area, once again, where we can kind of specialize um, and focus on, on something really that I really enjoy because, you know, by nature, I'm a teacher. And so this kind of goes back to, back to my roots.
0: Oh, well, so. I wonder where I get it from. So no, but that makes sense too because yeah. you talk about your dad.
1: I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: because you talk about your management style and walking around, and I think, well, it's good that you don't have eighteen people that you have to check in on now. You know, you only have six, so that's kind
1: of nice. Um, yeah, but I did that even then, though, and even though we were somewhat geographically separated, I thought it was important enough. That I get down and I make every employee employee feel um, valued and like I'm very and I was, but so it wasn't just like like I was interested in what they're doing because I was interested in what they're doing (laughs) Uh, because the more I know about what they are doing, the better I can advise them um, when something comes up or if they need you know help or or assistance. And so yeah, that kind of it helps me as much as it helps them manager. yeah.
0: So I'm I in a similar place. I would essentially be your employee, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm also on a development uh, team. I work directly for an executive um, who's in charge of North America, and I am the projects manager on our team. So all the projects that come through him, I manage those too. So right. I think we have a lot of really similar Experience things. We're yeah. all always talking on the phone and we're always comparing notes. And yes. that's kind of why we wanted to kick this off in the first place. So um, I kicked us off by saying that we're going to talk about working while Black. And we've kind of gotten caught uh, just, just given a little bit of information on ourselves, which is good. It's not a bad thing. But I do want to kind of circle it back to working while Black. Um, and hopefully nothing cuts out this time. So yes. a question that I have for you is how has your work and or your organization changed during this time frame like are there new things that they're doing
1: and by during this time frame i'm I'm assuming you're referencing to events that have been occurring since the um
0: so pandemic one which is already tied i think a lot to race and the fact that it's really hitting you know the black community very hard and the indigenous community but then there's also civil unrest so we're at a weird ball of Mm-hmm. A lot of people are struggling economically and then on top of that there's civil unrest. So I know that that has, civil yeah. unrest has brought a lot in the news headlines but how has that translated and has it translated at, at your job?
1: So yes, it has translated. Um, again, I work for the United States Air Force, right and I am not going to try to speak um, on behalf of anybody other than myself. And so what I would say is that for a very long time, um, mainstream military has had, has looked at the world through rose colored glasses, Um, because the problem wasn't affecting them. The problem did not exist. And so we do surveys year after year after year, um, looking at employee engagement, looking at opportunities. And we we have buzzwords. Um, Diversity and inclusion have been buzzwords for many, many, many years. Wow! But they've been buzzwords to me because diversity and inclusion over the years have meant something totally different to me than it means to a white male on a hiring panel. Right. And so different um, because I know that it's deeper than saying everybody. um, I know it's, it's deeper than watering it down to how many employees have education versus how many don't. Yes, that is, you know, that is one of those things that might make a diverse workforce. Right. But it's way deeper than that. And the incidents that are occurring now are forcing everyone to look a lot closer at are we just checking boxes are we doing things just to say that we're doing them or are we really doing something yeah and so our top leadership down um even if some of it is still lip service the civil unrest and the pandemic are driving home the fact that people are uncomfortable that things are not equal and so you cannot look at things now and say okay um sounds like you're having a hard time there buddy yeah but yeah. just keep doing it yeah so people are paying, we're paying more attention and Honestly, one of the things that a lot of times people hate about the Air Force, about the military in general, is that, oh, my gosh, one bad thing. Now we got to take all this training. Right. But this time it's different and the the conversations are uncomfortable and that's a good thing. Um, And so I don't you know, I, I think it's good that people are talking regardless of whether everybody is hearing it's good that people are talking.
0: And you yeah, yeah. discussion.
1: Yes. Um, so I, I do think that we will get further out of the things that are happening now. I think we will make progress, um, you know, in our job, in our workplace. I think things will happen because our leadership is now seeing that there are inequities and yeah so I think things will change, and I don't think it will change quickly. I think things will be done um thoughtfully right. and they may not be at the speed that we would like to see things change but um but you know change takes time and if if it's something that's going to stick, it has to become part of the culture and so i'm not you know I'm not upset about that things won't happen overnight um but I am, I'm very happy that people are talking. Um, and yeah,
0: that's kind of a similar,
1: um, it's a similar
0: place where we are here too. Um, I know that for my company, I'm in the automotive industry, but our company added a diversity and inclusion. Um, we have a whole new pillar in our company. You know, we have sales, we have after sales, we have this, and now we have, we have HR and, and diversity is its own new pillar. And there's a, a new person who's in charge of it. Granted, I don't know what they're doing yet because they're 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 newly kicked off and they're just getting started. Um, so I know they're gonna be working on some things that just hasn't hit our organization mm-hmm. yet fully, but yeah. our team is having conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are conversations that I, I I've never had at work before. So, and I've been working for this company for eight years, seven years. And we've, I've I've just never had like a conversation like (laughs) that we're having today. Mm -hmm. I mean, there have been some, some of the the general comments, like, you know, we treat everyone the same, you know, let's talk about our diversity training that we have. And it's like, don't be mean to people who are gay and don't be mean to people who are you know, differently able than you. And that's the training.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> because That's what it has meant right. in the past, because in a lot of people's experiences, and I'm not trying to, um, I'm not trying to give a pass, but a lot of people don't know what they don't know. And if you haven't experienced it, or if you haven't lived with or very close to somebody who has, it is very, it has to be hard to imagine that, Something that bad could re- it can't really be that bad. No, we're, we're really just that resilient. We're really just that strong because this has been life, you know. Yeah. And you so don't
0: expect it. You just right. don't. You don't expect anything to. You just know that, especially as a black woman, a black woman who's in a corporate environment, that everything you do needs to be twice as good. Mm-hmm. And that just yeah. is what it is.
1: When you become um, not you know you have that already as a woman but then when you add black on there now you have to be twice as good as the other women right so you know we're we're at a multiplier by like four by that point (laughs) you know three to four times as good as someone for the same amount of pay
0: right because our 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 anti privilege, opposite of privilege whatever uh are just like stacking right yeah and it's it's it is difficult. I am, I am happy to see that people are more open to talking about things now. Yes. Um, I think that there are some really great things. And I think I've told you that I'm kind of helping put together something for just our organization at CCA, but that is not the same thing as a, as a whole pillar, right? Like this right. is me doing this on the side. That's not, <laughs> that's not enough. To right. Drive. Change that's not enough to make anything stick. So, has your organization put in, or do you know that you guys are putting in any rules to make things stick? uh, Yes, regarding it.
1: So, yes, but, um, so from my organization, right, one of the ladies in our office is our diversity and inclusion manager for our agency. Right. Um, And in that, I mean, we have gone right now, they have done this effort and they have made that a part of every supervisor's responsibility. So one of the things that we get graded on as a supervisor is what are you doing to be diverse and inclusive in your workplace? Now, there are different degrees of what that means. Right. And so there will be some subjectivity as to how that is looked at. However, it's there. Yeah. Um, but and then secondly, um, like there are communications going off from the base commanders now all the time that's talking or, or addressing the fact you didn't hear this before. Usually when you heard um, when I say you didn't hear it before, you didn't hear things called out, for instance, by race. Um, but for instance, a couple of weeks ago, there was an article run in the. Um, online newspaper that shared this black soldier's ex- or, or, I'm sorry, airman's experience about how he lives in a dual world, how he's a hero every day when he's at work in his uniform, but at five o'clock. He takes it he it off. Another, right. right. Yeah. Another threatening, aggressive black man. Right. And so, um, you know, uh, that brought about conversation. And people, you know, responded to that. Um, many, many, many threads, you know, s- s- became about because of that conversation. Yeah. And so, again, people don't think about that. They just don't think about it.
0: I don't know. I, sh- I just, I guess something like I hear it. I understand it, but I still feel like we've been having the same mm-hmm. conversation, and we've been saying these things since. I was a kid. I mean, I remember the same yes. thing happening to to my da- dad. Yeah. My you know, my dad uh, was also in the army, military, and I remember us getting pulled over. I don't remember why we got pulled over,
1: but I just remember y'all were heated. That's I. You I got remember- pulled over because he was driving a Mercedes with with paper tags in Texas, and the oh, tags wow. were from Oklahoma. That was the only reason. The conversation was about paper tags and you're right um so it hasn't and it's no different now um it is different now but the same one of the things that we i that i addressed when we were having one of the conversations at work when people were talking or asking the question do you think things are better now um do you think things will get better um that, that this is going to lead to anything i said well i think it'll lead to something but I bet this is the same thing they said back in 1965 with Dr. Martin Luther King, right? Um, mm-hmm. I said, so. <laughs> wow. I said, I guarantee you go pull any newspaper clipping from then and compare it to things that are happening today. And they'll be very similar. If not exactly so, the same. If not exactly the same. We have been here. This is not new. Ten years from now, prayerfully things will be better, but they won't be perfect. So, I think it's very idealistic to think that um, the movement right now is going to make everything equitable and peaceful and harmonious, and that, you know, race relations will be better and there will be no biases against the LGBTQ community. Yeah, that's not realistic because yeah. at our root we're people. And people have prejudices, regardless. Um, and so things will be better. I do feel that um, that things will be better. I think that things are better today than they were in '65, and I think things will be better um, again ten years from now. But there is a process of getting there. Culture change takes time. It does not happen overnight.
0: Right. And I guess. I again, I'm happy that things are changing. Um, I'm happy that we're, you know, having some of these conversations. But I do wonder in a month from now, even, how at the forefront does this stay? And how do we keep it at the actual forefront? Because I feel like there's that generation. So maybe our generation, maybe my generation, maybe the people who are, you know, millennials right now and then Gen Z will be like wow, there was a huge movement that happened in my lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll go up but then does the same thing happen again? Do you know what I mean when there's people who aren't weren't alive and and you yeah. just continuously keep fighting this battle? So I wonder even in 2 months from now do we still think that inclusion and diversity will be at the forefront and will be something that is actively being talked about at work. Uh,
1: So I think that it is incumbent upon you and me and everyone that feels that they are marginalized for whatever reason to keep it at the forefront. And so this doesn't affect just black people. It doesn't affect just um, gay people. It doesn't just affect religions. It do, it affects every, almost everybody in some way or the other. And so if you are okay with being called um, aggressive because you're a black woman, right. or if you're okay with being called ditzy because you're a blonde white woman, then okay, accept it. But if you're not, then it is incumbent upon you to call it out when you see it or when it happens to you. Yeah. Um. There's this bystander mentality that has to be ridded from society. It, it has to go. If you see it happen and it's not going to cause your you bodily harm <laughs> to say something about it, and it doesn't to it up on you. just and, and I know that's hard for a lot of people. I mean, it took a lot of years for my mouth to get as smart as it is now. I mean, but it's bad now, right? But <laughs> that's work. I had to put some work in <laughs> No, I used to be
0: kind. say <laughs> something? Say that again. I said, when was there? Was there really ever a time? Yeah.
1: There really was. I used to be so sweet. No, for real. People that knew me back then, haven't seen me in years, would not believe the transition. I seem
0: a quiet looking nerd. You did have some big glasses. That probably, that probably cut back some of that.
1: For real, for real. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: I will yeah. say though that I know that a lot of my ability to speak up is because I can directly mirror what I've seen, you know, and that's, that's from you, mom. So oh. you're such a good role model. So, but, it's so <laughs> but I guess some of it is that, you know, the conversations that I've had and the times that I've spoken up, you know, I've been to my HR,
1: <laughs> right.
0: I've been to HR a few times, like right. a few times. Correct. And, from people, call, you know, from people calling me "colored," from people saying the N word, from people, um, just not liking me because I'm a woman, not liking me because I'm, black. I mean, there's all reasons that I've been to HR. And mm-hmm. when we just had a a diversity discussion with another team, I have been speaking up. I have mm-hmm. been talking since I have been here, and maybe that's been at to my detriment because every time I talk up. And some of my management doesn't like it, you I can tell they don't like it. So, but when I was having this conversation with another team two days ago, they were like, I can't believe these things are happening to you. And Correct. I keep wondering, even though we I've I've been speaking up, I've been saying something. Mm-hmm. At what point does that speaking up translate? You know, like so when you speak up and if you say something in your organization how do you see change i mean i know you guys have really rigid policies and things like that and you have a docking system and all that stuff in the military so does that handle things or does that just move someone to a different region because that's what happens with us that one problematic person who sucks and you know they suck and you told hr they suck well they're like okay well let's fix this by moving this person over here now
1: yeah That happens regardless of whether you're in private industry, public, you know, it doesn't matter. That happens. There's a um, there's a saying in the uh, government, screw up, move up. I mean, (laughs) new job guarantee. (laughs) So it's going to happen. But um, but it's easy to say, okay, I'm I'm tired. But I hate to tell you this, but you're too young to be tired. Y'all haven't you haven't earned your stripes yet. So I'm sorry, you. you I have You, so much you haven't earned your stripes. You haven't but, earned
0: your stripes. You know, let's, talk about, let's 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 pause real quick. Why do oh. I have to earn stripes, Mom? Why do why do why do why does why do blah, 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 blah. me as a black woman? I have to mm-hmm. earn my stripes, mm-hmm. which, which is that concept that. I have to fight all my life. I'm going to have to fight, right? Yeah. Yeah. You heard. We know that. And the Mm -hmm. fact that that is just expected is Mm -hmm.
1: already wrong. You know, like. (laughs) Before I go further, I have to just do this. I have to do it. I'm sorry, world. I have to do it. All my life I've had to fight. Now I'll be damned if I'm going to come home. <laughs> However, okay, back. Let them know, Lisa. Let them know. Uh, rewind. Um, here's the thing. Your mother, your grandmother, your great-grandmother, your great-great-grandmother, all the way back. Right. Have had some level of fighting they've had to do on your behalf. and. I hate to put it to you this way, but until there is equity for generations to follow, mm-hmm. it is incumbent upon every generation in between to, to continue, continue to fight. fight. To fight for It, it is uncomfortable down that- This is what it is.
0: Right, that maybe the battle that I'm facing today and the reason I'm fighting this battle Even though in my lifetime, I will fight my entire lifetime, maybe two generations down. Right. They will have a modicum of change.
1: Correct. Correct. Change does not happen overnight. We said that earlier. And so today, as a Black woman, as a Black man, as um, a gay person, if you want to see change You have to be part of that change. And I'm not saying that you have to be one of the ones out, um, you know, with protesting if that's outside of your comfort zone, but there is something you can do, right? You can write congressmen, you can not be a bystander. You can, you know, act when you see something going on. There are so many opportunities um, and so many different avenues that this beast needs to be attacked. So right. pick the one that's within your comfort zone. Oh, well, I, I, wait a minute. I have to back up because I don't want you to be comfortable. But pick the one you know that is one that you can can do do and execute right. and execute and execute. And execute. Um, it, yeah, it, it, it's it, um, it's unfortunate that um, we are a race of people that have never been able to rest. And every generation wants to do better for their kids, for the next generation. You want to give them more and better than you've had. But if you fail to um, teach them that this world is not equal and you better have a strong backbone to be able to stand in this world, then you have done them a disservice because they will fight. It will not be equal. And if you get ahead, reach back and pull somebody forward. Yeah.
0: That got real quick. That got real deep. But no, it's, it's great because I feel like I have seen it. And so like, it's, oh my God, what if I cry? You better not. I know. You make just so proud. I'm just so proud of you all the time. It just makes me cry.
1: Look out of the window. Do not let a tear drop. <laughs> <laughs> Look what? at your cat. What are you talking about?
0: Um. So anyway, we don't cry here. We we don't, we cry. don't cry here.
1: <laughs> um,
0: every time I cry, she picks on me, guys. Every time. Get that
1: from my daddy too. It ain't from me. Mm-mm. But let's go. What else?
0: <laughs> I think that this was. I know that we said we we're going to do thirty minutes, and I feel like we're definitely mm-hmm. eking past that time frame. So, um,
1: you jumped past that.
0: Half of it was technical difficulties.
1: <laughs> yeah, all
0: right. We <laughs> ask like you two questions next time because they're so. I, I thought of these as simple questions, you know? I was like, oh, these are just simple questions, but they really aren't. Like, we you didn't know how much you talk. talk. Yeah, I can talk too, It's not a good thing. They're not simple though. and we I think it's because we know this and there's a part of my mind that already knows the status quo, that that knew that I have to fight for generations and generations and generations mm-hmm. to follow me and that that's what you have been doing. And that, there's a part of me that already knew that, but when you say it out loud, you realize that there's levels and levels and levels and levels to this. so like question yeah. number one was already a lot. and I just want to say I I hope we can do these again and I think this platform might work
1: <laughs> What was this number three?
0: Oh yeah, we tried we tried at least six different things guys like for real. We tried so many things and they all
1: they all did not work the simplest one but anyway yeah
0: so anyways um i hope that we can keep maybe just picking one comp- one topic and just yeah. taking a, a couple minutes to talk about it because i it hit me really hard when you just said that like yeah. some days i feel like why the heck do i have to keep trying this hard to go nowhere and i get frustrated at work yeah there's so many times where i've been like mom i'm gonna quit i'm gonna quit mom i'm gonna quit i'm gonna come home i'm gonna build a rv in the backyard and i'm gonna drive around the country mom i'm gonna quit i'm gonna move to china and i'm gonna be a teacher mom i'm gonna like i feel like every year i have a midlife crisis and i'm not even at my midlife yet and talk to you about how sick i am of everybody and everything all the time just exhausted every day and some days I just feel like it's just not fair. I'm just like, it's just not fair. It's not. Everything is so hard. Why does everything have to be so hard for me every single day? Just because I have this beautiful skin complexion, this amazing hair, and I'm just too smart. Like, why is it that hard? Because of these reasons. And it's like, when you say it again that way, it's it's not just for me. You know, it's not just for mm-hmm. Jordan who is right. struggle busting it's so that like Jordan's adopted children's children. <laughs> right. Can, right. Like, you know, have some semblance of happiness. And right. I think it's just so frustrating right. that, right. that in your lifetime, it's not going
1: to be there. Correct. You know? Correct. And huh. so I, I would also um, caution you and people of your age to be careful about carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. Obviously, um, I just said you have a responsibility, and and I do believe that. <laughs> but there comes, there is a line that that responsibility um, isn't yours to bear alone. And you don't have to do everything in it on your own or, you know, or feel like, oh, I'm failing because of this. Um, it, it took many years, as and I joked earlier talking about how long it took me to get this smart mouth, but um, it also took that time building a thicker skin. I think it it developed in you a lot quicker because I realized that as a female, that was one of the things that you were going to have to have um, and forced you to fight some of your own battles with adults, you know, when you were still a teenager. Um, But with that being said, Um, I think as you guys go through this, the one thing that I would caution is to temper your expectations. Don't expect that other people are going to see the world the same way you do or have the same set of goals or are going to believe what you believe. And don't be dismayed at people because they don't. I know one of the things that I've tried to or, or or kind of chastise you about is how quick you will um, cut people off. I'm still doing it
0: I'm still doing it. Bye.
1: Goodbye. I, I get it, but <laughs> but there is not going to be a perfect. You will never other than me, of course. But you won't meet <laughs> another perfect person. It, it's just not going to happen. People are not perfect. They're all going to have flaws. So. Temper your expectations, know what you can deal with and what you cannot deal with as it comes out of people and remove yourself from those situations that give you that frustration. That doesn't mean you have to cut that person off. You just have to let them know where your boundaries are. Look, we can hang out, but here are three things we can't talk about, right? Because, Because you have different beliefs, doesn't always mean they're bad people and that's, some of them are bad people yeah. but not all of them probably most are not
0: and that's where we get to that point there are some things that i cut off as my my snippies my snippies yes. are if you are racist <laughs> yeah. if you are sexist if you are transphobic if you are doing the things a, about hating people because they're people, you can go because they're different. yeah, yeah. Cut off. like I, I don't have any any boundary for that. It's honestly kind of weird because how much is ignorance mm-hmm. and how much is intentional?
1: And that's, Correct.
0: That is it really willful
1: hard. and yes. intentional, or is it because you don't know? And mm-hmm. I will give you a a, a path the first time when we have that conversation because again, I'm not going to be a bystander. So we're going to have that uncomfortable conversation. And if you do it again, then you're going to be made advised of a few things and then the snip. So that's what I mean. Know your boundaries, but don't always assume that people are bad. A lot of people are displaying what they have been raised in and you think people would know better because they see other things. But I'm telling you, a lot of people are just deeply entrenched in what they have seen and what they know. They stay in this tunnel, which means mm-hmm. their world is, they, they don't know anything outside of that lens. And so, right. you know, you you can give a person an opportunity, um, you know, to prove, you know, what is the thing? I, I looked at you and thought you were an idiot. You opened your mouth and proved it, right? Give them an opportunity you, you. you.
0: but i think that circles us back around that circles us back actually around really nicely because right now um things are changing a bit sort of the lens is widening y'all we've said black folk everybody has been fighting the same battle for 200 years correct but now, with social media, y'all don't have a reason to say that you didn't know. You don't have a reason for your lens to stay narrow. So keep widening your lens because I only get I'm giving you one shot. She gave you two. you get one from Jordan.
1: <laughs> and, okay. and i have seen you talk about this um in some of your feeds every now and again. And so I'm going to say my two two pennies worth on that. Um, you know, it's you talk a lot about it's not my job to teach you everything you need to know. Right. Because if, if you don't know about the black experience or why, um, natives uh, don't think Christopher Columbus discovered America, if you don't know those things, then once you see it, and once you see that others are acknowledging it, read a book, read a book or a, just do oh, a book. Google search even if you don't read the whole book, do a Google search. Why is this unpopular in the Black community? Why is that a, a, um, disrespectful to Native America? I mean, just ask that question. But I would caution you <laughs> to not say, "I'm not going to teach you anymore." But if you are
0: I wouldn't say that. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'm
0: very yeah. teaching.
1: This is this is
0: hopefully helps Black people, frankly. Um, Mm -hmm. But everybody can watch it. Everybody can learn something from this. Mm -hmm. And that's why I want to have these conversations, because us talking about it together and us having these conversations with ourselves, yeah, they're making us better. They're making the Mm -hmm. two of us better. But Mm -hmm. nobody else is benefiting from it. And I think that we have really, really great conversations all the time. Um, And I don't know that everyone because someone just commented and actually I kind of forgot there was a beat. I'm not going to lie. I got,
1: Oh my gosh. I I just love
0: you so much. Um, someone commented Aaron, uh, he commented side note. Can you ask your mama if she wants another son? Because I, I need a mama like this.
1: Oh yeah. Text me (laughs)
0: boo. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, and you know, we just had really great conversations. Um, and I really would like us to do this. And I would really like us to be able to to bring some of these things to the forefront and, and to have these conversations. My thought though on that is because I have all these conversations, y'all don't need to call me acting crazy because I've already said something about it.
1: And if I haven't
0: said something about it, I will say something about it. And then you don't have another opportunity to keep talking me crazy, like correct. I'm not gonna teach you everything. I'm not obligated to teach you anything. Anything yeah. that comes out of our mouths to help you, you need to take it as a gift. That is not an obligation. No one is obligated to teach anybody anything. Sure. Not in the age of social media and you can literally read a book. Like, so I do say it in a really blunt, rude way though, because I intentionally wanna be rude about it. <laughs> it's, it's, you're not obligated. No one is obligated to help you. And I think about it like this. If a woman, everyone knows the woman's experience, right? If a woman had a a man assault her in some kind of way, and then to rehab that man, you said, woman, yeah, he just assaulted you, but I need you to tell him why it made you feel bad. Okay. (laughs) Tell, I need you to explain to him why it makes him feel bad. And I need you to let yourself be available to continuously explain to this man who assaulted you every right. time he gets confused. Right. But that's how I think about it. And so if you are the perpetrator, it is not the job, or if yeah. you are the oppressor, it is not the job of the oppressed to tell you how awful you are. It is Correct. your job to go out and find that information and search for it. But no one who is oppressed in any way has to has tell you an obligation.
1: obligation. Right. Correct.
0: So we hit 60 minutes, so I'm gonna cut, I'm gonna call it here. I feel like we can maybe broach one of these topics again if we want to on another one and maybe actually stick to 30 minutes and maybe actually not be two hours late and maybe actually a lot of things will work, but we'll see how that works out. Um, Thank you for being, thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being my mom. Thanks for coming on this little chat. Do you have anything you wanna tell the people? Hey people. Hey people. (laughs)